The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, December 5th. It is week 13 game day. It's about 10 o'clock in the a.m. I am firmly planted with my ass back in my comfy seat in northern Jersey. I left the fun and the sun of Florida behind. I left it all with my brother down there. In uh, Boca Raton, we were in West Palm Beach. It was a blast, a good week of vacation, starting on Thanksgiving and rolling on through. Got to see my brother, his family. It was a good week, a good week. Came home with a tan, but now it is back to the grindstone. Back before the production board, all the rest as we get ready here for one of the final weeks of the NFL season. What, four or five? I can never do the math correctly. Five left. Whatever it is, I know it's week 13, and that's all I know. So not a great week of football, if you will. There are maybe a couple good games, but not a lot on the whole. I mean, a a stark contrast from last week, which was phenomenal. Last week, we got a lot of good games. This week, eh, not so much. So, have you reviewed the daily slate? I hope you have for today's broadcast, there, Christopher. Yeah, I, 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 I have, and uh, I don't think there's going to be as good of games as last week. But it seems as though every single week we definitely are having some crazy upsets. So don't be fooled. Well, that yeah, no. that trend continues, right? I mean, the dogs dogs winning has been the trend of the year. I mean, if you bet a dog and you bet the dog to cover instead of outright winning, you're you're, you're missing out because almost all the time, almost every time that they cover, they end up winning outright, with the exception of a couple of games a week. So, I, I mean, it has been nutty the way that the NFL season has flowed so far from week one through now. First couple of weeks, right? Gameplay sucked. I didn't think the football was all that good. Um, it was, I don't know, like the, the teams that you thought were good weren't playing well. You know, obviously we had the Chiefs as a for instance. And now it's gone kind of the other way. The teams that you thought were good are kind of rising to the top. But now with injuries and, and the COVID garbage, I mean, every week, every week. Yeah. It's right? COVID, COVID's rampant right now. I mean, it's nuts. And you look at the Thursday night game, right? They lost McCarthy. I mean, you're losing coaches and, and, and players, you know, in week 13 when you thought this stuff would be gone. You know? It, yeah. And freaking sportsbook, Hard Rock Sportsbook suspended all services yesterday. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you saw that coming down the pike. So for those not in the know... Florida just got their legal gambling approved after for for years they said that was never going to happen, right? That was yeah. the original forecast was don't get ready for gambling in, in Florida anytime soon. And then, you know, I, I, they moved mountains metaphorically, I guess. I, I don't know how hard the, the, those mountains were to move. But they did get it to the point that it got approved. 
But then what happened? How did the train come off the tracks? Because the other casinos who, who aren't on Who are Seminole, not Seminole, right? Yeah. Said that it, this is uh, uh, unjust and violates the uh, something treaty, the some, something pact or something treaty that they, the Indian gaming law, law that was put in, you know, 20, 30 years ago and violates it because there's no way to prove that gambling's actually done on on the uh, Seminole grounds right on the reservation and instead it was just a server on their land right which is is true which which is is true which is hashtag fact yeah which is fact but it still violates that because people weren't on Seminole land while making those bets Et cetera, et cetera. So a federal judge said, you know what? You're right. And if you want to, the, he said to the Seminoles, if you want, I'm going to decline. I'm going to throw this pact law out, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to revise it so that if you want online, if you want sports gambling in any way, shape or form in person, online, you can change it so that so that the law states it can only be done on uh, Seminole land. Right. So now the move forward were, would be to kill the mobile part of the gaming law and then just put the sports book directly on Seminole land. No. So okay, that's where that's where people keep getting it wrong. <laughs> so. It's it's not that they're killing the mobile; they're killing the mobile for Seminoles. So DraftKings could have a piece, and FanDuel could have a piece, and fill in the blank could have a piece outside of Seminole land. All right, let's try this again. So they would allow the mobile for everybody, but give the Seminoles the only on land in-person gambling. That is the goal for the people suing. That's the goal for the people suing. But I'm hard-pressed to believe that the Florida government is going to allow anybody but the Seminoles to have it. Well, let's be real. The online portion is where all the money's coming in. Because... Yes. Yes. Up in here, Jersey, we've had it now three years, four years. And yes, you can go down to the Meadowlands Horse Track and Points Bet has a sportsbook. FanDuel has a sportsbook there. And you can bet at the sportsbook itself, sit down and bet. Nobody does it. Everybody does it on their phone. Yeah. I, I'm not, I shouldn't say nobody, but without hard facts here, I would doubt, doubt that the revenue generated from the in person physical brick-and-mortar gambling is anything compared to the online revenue from the, the gambling population. That would yeah. just be my thoughts. That's 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 true. I I mean, what are you going to do? Go drive to the parking lot with your, your buddies, make a bet, and then leave? Well, if the online was out completely, yes, you would. But if yeah. you have the online... So, you know, old-school gambling. Right, like you wanted to bet on sports, you could go to Vegas, right? You, you go to Vegas. You go. Right. You go to Vegas. You bet in person. Everything was there. No apps. No nothing. Old school style. 
if that was the case in Florida, yes, people would drive to the Seminole casinos and they would bet there and then they would go home, right? But, yep. I, you know, that's given the option of a mobile betting, uh, whatever, uh, op, uh, stream, I don't know, whatever. A mobile bet option. That's what I'm trying to say. Jeez. Yeah, I, early, um, they would pick the mobile betting option. So I, I think people would if if they made if they made it legal where mobile and in person could be gambled on Seminole land. I literally think people would pull into the parking lot, pull out their phone, make bets, and drive back away. Oh, I you can, mean if it was if you were allowed to mobily bet on the premises? Yeah, fine. Okay, I, I mean whatever it is. Like I'm just yeah. if you were to make it on property only, people would still do it. Yeah, and but I, I, don't, I don't I don't know how they're gonna GPS it, locate you to that exact. I guess they could. I but still you're they getting probably into have the, to create some kind of Wi-Fi network that you log to logged on to in the area in order to put the bet through or something like that right I mean, you have to be on their network but to, that point is stupid right I mean the point isn't hey you got to be on properties to bet mobily right and that if that's the case then just screw the mobile betting and just come into the casino and bet you know I I don't think they would do a mobile <coughs> betting if it was only on casino property they'd just been like no screw it we're not gonna you know put Put the the money to the infrastructure to do that. We'll just do it on property, you know, in person. You know, pull up, come in here. Benefits them too because while you get a ticket, why don't you play some craps and blackjack and all the rest of it? You know. Oh yeah, I mean they're definitely going to build a sports book. There's no way they're going to go. They're going to get this far into it. I'm surprised they don't have a sports book now. So they just did the mobile aspect of it. No, they started. They started the preparations, and then uh, it was just it wasn't enough time to have it. Uh, launched by November 1st. Well, unfortunate for all of the Florida members. Now, not everybody is from Florida, so we will hop off the Florida gambling talk. Let's uh, let's get into it here. We got week uh, 13. We got a whole slate of games here. We've got one already in the books. That was the Cowboys and Saints on, on Thursday Night Football. That ended up being a cover in uh, the... Cowboys won 27-17, so you got a favorite there. 44 was the total, and it was under the over-under, which was 46. So you had a favorite and under in the Thursday night game. Let's take – we're not going to spend a lot of time, but we will take a quick look at the results from the following week so we can track where we are right now. First down. And basically the short abbreviated, super abbreviated Cliff Notes version of this is as follows. Everybody sucked. I was one and four with my super picks. Chris, you were two and three. It, as for the big game where we pick all the games, I was six and nine. <laughs> Chris, you were seven and eight. Uh, the money pros, Joe's, they all stunk. So they were both under 500. I think the tickets were 500. Pros were under. Sharps actually were okay. They were nine and four. Over-unders, I was 0-2. You were 1-1. One one. Survivor knockouts. The only person that survived anything was Chris's knockout selection of Seattle. Otherwise, we all lost. I had used to Denver. You had Philadelphia uh, on your Survivor. Those you all lost or won, depending on what it was. Uh, favorites dogs were in... This is one of the... This is the trend that I was referring to earlier. Uh, the favorites won eight to seven, but of the seven games that the dogs covered, they won six of them outright. So good job by the dogs and the dog money line parlay. Should you be able to pick those correctly? 
dogs are the way to go. Teams that ended up winning those games outright, Vegas, uh, Jets, Giants, Miami, Denver, Washington football team. Those were all the ones. And then the home dogs were 5-3. and three. That hasn't really been significant all year, but uh, that's what it was last week. Over-unders, 8-7, uh, and seven, so you, again, 500. And if you want to talk about the teases, again, dogs and unders were the way to go. That has been all year long. Dogs last week, 12-3 and three on the teases, and the unders were 10-4-1 on the teases. So... Again, if you're going to play the teases, the lean is toward the dogs and toward the unders. Other than that, there's really nothing else. Oh, halftime leads, 11-2 and two last week. So we we're got a couple of uh, chinks in the armor there. But otherwise, for the most part, it has been uh, halftime teams close out. We've had two 13-0s, I think, in the past four weeks. And then last week was 11-2. So anyway, uh, I didn't get to do all the yearly stats because it's so late. we got to get into it here. So, uh, All right, so with that, we will jump into the games of the week. Uh, we there's not again not a lot of good games this week, so let's see what we can talk about. Uh, we talked about two earlier prior to hopping on the mics here. Which one do you want to go to first? I would imagine the one o'clock game, right? Makes more sense. Makes more sense. All right, so we will head out to the two best games of the week as we have identified. Second down. Second down. And for game one, we will head out to Cincinnati, Paul Brown Stadium, where the Bengals will be hosting the Los Angeles Superchargers, who can't get their mind right and can't figure out exactly who they want to be. They Do they want to be the great data analyst-loved, Brandon Staley-coached uh, team that wins and, and you know beats good teams like the Ravens, or do they want to be this team that loses these crappy games, you know, every other week? I don't know what to make of them. They still have the second-ranked DVOA offense, although you wouldn't be able to tell it by watching them because they don't look great. Um, And they're going to be playing up against the Bengals, who, you know, lose to the Jets, but then come and beat the goddamn pants off of the Steelers last week, uh, fucking 75 to nothing, whatever the hell the score was. So I don't know what to make of either of these teams right now. Streaky teams, you'd say Cincinnati right now and not the Chargers. But I don't know. Right now, Bengals, Chargers in Cincinnati, Bengals favored by three, over under is 50 points. So what are you thinking? Which way are we going here? Are we going the Chargers are going to rebound and they technically are the better team and should win? Or the Bengals are the streaky team and they're on fire again? Uh, I, these are the two toughest, these are two teams I can't figure out all year round. I mean, I've lost on the chargers. Then I flipped the script and I'm like, I'm going to bet against the chargers and I've lost to the chargers again. And then I'm like, all right, so they, that was just a bad week. I'm going to bet the chargers. And then they, they screw me again. I, them and the Ravens have been my, them, the Ravens and the Eagles have been either my best friend or my mortal enemy all, all year. Uh, screw the Eagles. We'll talk about them later. But, God, they, they, that team screwed me last week. But, yes. I, I, but that's the uh, league, right? That's the league. The league right now has no consistency to it, in my opinion. No. I, these teams flip week to week. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. I, I can't figure out. If it's injuries, if it's COVID, if it's, I, 
I was trying to figure out a way to, I was trying to look online for the statistics of teams coming off by and see what the total record of those teams were. And I, I don't know if it's that teams aren't prepared. Oh, the records are off by? They're like, they're nothing. I, I didn't even talk about them. I mean, last week's teams off by, the, it, it was 1-0 and for home buys, 0-1 for road buys. Denver was at home and won. Rams were on the road and they lost. And those were off buys. But every week, it's nothing. It's like 2-1 two, two and one, or, you know, they got 2-2 two, two, and they got the four teams off. Okay. So, I, I was thinking that might have been a thing. I, I, I can't figure out the consistency, but... The Cincinnati Bengals were horrible for two weeks, but that that could speak to how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers are, or yeah, well, the Steelers week before, right? They played Seattle, or no, they played um, they played the Chargers, right? And then the Chargers tried to give them that game back. Remember, the Chargers were up at like two scores. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they tried to give the Steelers, and right, then they tried right. to do the fourth down play, and so the only reason that the Steelers got position was field position was because you had kind of chargers screw ups and, and special teams plays right they blocked a punt or whatever it was yeah so i and then i i went with the steelers last week i i thought the steelers hey look you know they're, they're getting a lot of cushion here versus the bengals i don't know the bengals are that much better i think the game was five points something like that last week i had it uh out here uh, i don't think i have last week's but the week before when the chargers played the bang uh, chargers sorry when the Bengals played the Steelers, I think it was five and a half points in favor of the Bengals. Yeah, sounds about I think it was somewhere uh, around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. And I thought it was a big cushion, so I, I went with the Steelers. And I was couldn't have been more wrong because they got destroyed. Uh they got destroyed. Yeah. I mean I'm it, trying I'm looking now to see which one I because I can't remember who I chose. Uh why don't I have it written down here? I don't know. Well, while you look for that, I'll do the quick update on the injuries right now. Chargers at Bengals right now. Char- uh, sorry. Um, uh, whatever. Chargers at Bengals. Cornerback Asante Samuel is out. He's got a concussion, so he'll be out for the Chargers. I think this is the second week in a row with that concussion. As for the Bengals, uh, the Bengals could be down a couple of starters on their line. Trey Hopkins, Riley, Rafe, uh, both questionable, both with ankle injuries. But that's about it. As for the betting lines right now, the Sharps are going to be in on the Bengals. The tickets are in on the Bengals, and the money is also in on the Bengals. The money, the higher of the two, at 88% of the the uh, money pool is on Cincinnati. As for the flows of the week, the tickets have actually gone toward the Chargers. The money has come in on the Bengals. So that has been the flows. So I, again, I just don't know how to go with this. I'm, I'm leaning toward the hot team. And even though I like the Chargers, I like the Chargers as a team better than I like the Bengals. I know the Chargers can't stop the run. Joe Mixon had a good game, uh, last week, but I I really want to go with the Chargers here, and I just can't pull the trigger. Bengals at home being the hot team and the Chargers being unable to get any consistency here, I think I'm going to lean towards Cincinnati. Uh, I I chose the Chargers, I but I, I couldn't, you can make an argument either way, like you said. I, I really don't have a an overall feel. What I do know is, is that I'm more interested in the over-under of this game, which is 50, and I believe this is going to be a shootout. 
I don't think Cincinnati's defense is that good. I don't think the Chargers' defense is that good to stop the other offense. They're good defenses, but I, I don't think that they're good enough to stop the other offenses, which sure. is weird. Like, Jamar Chase, a week ago, Jamar Chase, or two weeks ago, Jamar Chase was on pace to break every rookie receiving record, and then... Yeah, he just fell off. He just disappeared. T. Higgins came back on. It, I mean, everything kind of changed after the after their bye is when, like, the shift happened. Well, two weeks ago was Tyler Boyd getting 1,000 a, a yards and touchdowns. Last week was T. Higgins. It was getting Higgins a last week, yeah. Right, getting 1,000 yards and touchdowns. And the guy who's breaking all these records is nowhere to be found. What's funny is that Cincinnati, you would think that from all of the headlines that they grabbed early, especially the Jamar Chase run that he had, that their offense would be ranked high. And again, we, I'm using DVOA, and that's the one that I reference all the time. However, their offense is actually 21st DVOA, and their passing offense, the passing offense, which you would think would be the higher of the two, is actually the less. Their passing offense is 24, while their rushing is 15. And then you look at the Chargers, they're actually second in the league, DVOA. Eight pass, ten rush. So they are I, infinitely the better how, offense. What? That doesn't make sense. I mean, again, you're not a fan of the DVOA. I understand that. I'm just using it you know, because I think it's a good measuring stick compared to all the statistical options that you have out there. Well, they use a lot more data analytics than, than most. So it's not that I don't like it. It's that... When you're thinking about it from a perspective of uh, what we have for so long, you always look at it as yards per defenses, yards per uh, game allowed for passing, yards per game allowed for running, right. uh, and and vice versa for offense. You know, pass uh, passing yards gained, running yards gained, so on and so forth. So, but but from the DVOA uh, perspective, it's it's a lot more. In depth, I you know there's there's data analytics to it, right? For sure, for sure. So uh, Chargers, Chargers have that that second offense there, and when you pit that against Cincinnati's defense, Cincinnati's defense is actually 16th DVOA, 19 against the pass, nine against the rush. So they're better against the rush, and then the Chargers defense, which is facing off against the the Cincinnati offense that I just mentioned in the 20s, they're. Charger defense is 23rd in the league. Obviously, I mentioned it previously in previous weeks. They're still dead last against the rush at 32 out of 32 against the rush, 11th against the pass. So, you know, Joe Mixon, possibility here of having a a solid game against that Charger defense on the road that can't stop the rush. Their linebackers have been – they have been just – decimated by injury, the Chargers. Yeah, it's been ugly. Although I picked up Kazir White, and uh, I think I'm starting him this week on my IDP. Yeah, he's definitely been a bright spot in he's there. He's got tackles, you know. But, I mean, tackles yeah. aren't really reflective of actual performance. But yeah, their their rush defense has been horrific. Horrific. Yeah, horrific. So, now, when it, when it comes down to it, I, I think I'm going to lean Bengals. I'm actually going to lock it in as one of my best bets. Because it's only a three-point game. So I'm going to take the streaky team that has, you know, some offensive pop potential here, plus a running back in Mixon that might be able to take advantage of that 32nd-ranked rushing defense. A Charger team that's on the road that I just, I, I can't, 
I was on board with them early, and I haven't been able to get back there until I see some consistency out of that team. It's just, it's it, they're fucking all over the place, and I can't do it here at this game. I'm just going to go with the hot team, Bengals, locking in for one of my best bets. I went the other way, and I went because I don't like any of the games this week. I chose a low spread as one of my best bets. So I am going to go with the Chargers and use them as one of my best bets. Oh, I lock it in. I believe they're tied for first in the Are they tied for first in the AFC West? Uh I don't have the standings st- up. Give it's me a either they're they're tied or I they're one behind. <laughs> I should have done this. Hey, you're doing an NFL podcast about uh uh, well, you're doing a podcast about the NFL. You should have the records up and ready to go. Yes, you're right. I should, but I don't. Uh, and at AFC West, they are second place behind the Chiefs, who are seven and four. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I mean, but they, they, they ha- will need they to, have the- They'll need to stay. They'll need to win this game actually to stay in this because I think the Chiefs are going to beat Denver. We'll get to that game later. So if they lose, Chiefs win. That's a two game cushion. That might. Well, it's a one game cushion because. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm, they I'm, both have I'm, 11 games played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and the and only then thing the they Chiefs, got going. The Chiefs win. They're playing the Broncos, so that'll knock the Broncos at six and five down to six and six. Chiefs up the eight and four, and then if the Chargers lose, they'll be six and six too, sitting with the Broncos. And then the Raider game, we'll talk about that later. But they, you know, they're at six and five here too. But this could be the game where the Chiefs finally break out to a two-game lead over everybody. And, you know, that might be the end of that. How about this? If the Chiefs win and the Patriots lose, then you'll go back to what we were talking about six weeks ago when everybody said the Chiefs were out of it. And the Chiefs will be in first place in the AFC, tied with the Buffalo Bills. So the bu- Buffalo will have the the... the the heads up. I mean, the the edge up on them. They'll be eight and four. They'll be the one seed. The Chiefs will be the two seed. And all these teams that <laughs> everyone's talking about, the Bills have issues. The Chiefs have issues. They'll be one and two in the AFC. Oh yeah. It, from this point on, it could be a complete record scratch as everything goes back to the way that people thought it was going to happen at the beginning of the year, rather than what we actually saw. And you could see this actually in fantasy. We were talking about this when we were down in Florida. That. Fantasy this year, all these teams that are in the in first place, second place, you know, top tier. There's a couple of good teams in fantasy, but what we're seeing in fantasy this year is a lot of shitbox teams that are high up in the standings because some of these random players just went on tears, like multi, like you know, half season tears. You're looking at you know Debo Samuel's, your 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 cups, Cooper cups, you know, that blew up and you know powered some of these crapo teams to you know division leads, and now all of a sudden those teams are, are fallen. You see the kind of the same thing in the actual NFL itself. So this yeah. could be the Chiefs just taking off rocket ship style um, and then going to the top. Now, in regard to the the playoffs and the wild card, right now Cincinnati has one wild card. Buffalo has the other, both at seven and four. Chargers are third in the wild card. Well, there's three wild cards, right? So the Bengals, Bills, and Chargers have the three wild cards. And they're at seven and four, seven and four, and then six and five with the Chargers. So this loss mm-hmm. could be big for the Chargers, right? Because they could fall down in the wild card standings and lose out on a chance to win that a- uh, AFC West. 
It's a shame that Tennessee lost Henry and AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Like that, they're eight and four, and they were so good with all those dudes. Yeah, I know, but I, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, they kept their head above water, which is crazy. I thought they were going to go right in the tank. They have not. Wow. I mean, they've only been, yeah. It's only been a couple of weeks, right? You know, and then they, yeah. they did lose that one crapo game. What was it? That was last week. Not not last week, but two weeks ago. Well, they lost to New England. They, they got smoked. Yeah, no. Then they lost to, uh, what was the game in the rain? Uh, they, lost well, the, they lost They lost two in a row. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the first game. Not the Bengal, not the Patriots last week, the week before that. Do you remember what that game was? Uh, Texans. Texans, yeah, that was right. Oh, Texans. that was just that was a disaster, absolute yeah. car wreck of a loss there. So, all right, yeah. you're locking in the Chargers as one of your best bets. I'm locking in the Bengals as one of my best bets. You said you saw something in the over under. Are you taking that as one of your two over unders? I mean, it's fifty, so it's really high. But I, I don't you see this as a shootout? I don't know. I, I'm I, not sure. It depends on how they these teams come and play. I. It, I would say it leans toward offense, and it's this is one of the only two games that is 50 or above this week. So it's one of the, two, the higher two games. So the unders have come in all year, so now obviously everything's getting adjusted down a little bit. But, yeah, I would imagine that, you know, we're talking about offenses coming back to form. This would be an offensive game. I don't, I don't see the defense being the story of the Bengals' charges for Week 13. No, I don't either. So, uh, are you going to take it as a game? I am not, but I'm just asking you before we move on. I take it as an over? Yeah, I don't, well, one of your two over-unders for the, for the week. Well, that's one of them. This one right here is, is I'm doing two overs, actually, this week. So okay, I'm taking, so you're taking this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is one sure of my I'm overs. Okay, this is one of your yeah, overs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, just establishing it here before we get off the game. So, all right, uh, we're on opposite ends. Both uh, best bets. Uh, I'm on the Bengals. Chris is on the Chargers, and it's one of his two over-unders on the week. He's taking the over on 50 points. So the second game we talked about, well, we will talk about, we talked about taking, is the Monday night game. Obviously, Monday night games are a little funky to talk about, but it's Sunday, so why not? So, which will be the Patriots-Bills game to be played in uh, Buffalo there up at Highmark Field. And right now, the Bills are three-point favorites there at home. And other than that, nothing else is favoring the Bills in this one. The Sharps, the tickets, the money, all right now in on the Patriots. Uh, the flows have gone toward the Bills, but right now 56% of the tickets are on New England and 55% of the money pool is in on New England. 41 and a half is the over under here. So low scoring expected in this obviously because their teams uh, have two stout defenses. So Buffalo Patriots AFC East battle, big battle. All the marbles here. Uh, let's see in the division right now, New England is 8 and 4 and atop of the AFC East. Buffalo has the second wild card at 7 and 4. So there is one game separating the two, obviously, the bye week game. New England will be on bye next week, FYI. So what are you thinking here, Buffalo Patriots? Do the Patriots keep the streak alive and just keep tearing up the NFL? No. No. So Chris is thinking Buffalo. Do tell, sir. Well, I just think this is – it's at Buffalo, right? It's not – It's not. Yep, high mark field, you're right. Yeah, high mark field. So – the reality is, is that Buffalo still 
Buffalo, right? They're still the best team in that division. I, I, I think that the Patriots just happen to catch oh. a little bit of a New England. New England might argue with you there. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I so you're thinking Buffalo is the better team. New England's the hotter team. Correct. I mean, Buffalo still has incredible talent on both sides of the ball. Tredavious Whiteley, like getting hurt, is he's a hurt. Big th- yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about him, but yeah, no, he's he's hurt. He's out. No, 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 no. Getting hurt is a big deal. Not against a passing attack of of New England. It's more of a big deal as you get into the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, in the playoffs and such. But I, I mean, their their secondary is very, very good. Their front line is very, very good. I. Buffalo in Buffalo with that, you know, stadium. It's that's a tough place to play. That's just as hard as playing in Gillette, in my opinion. I got you, and I think weather is going to be a factor here. As they were talking that this was going to be a really messy game. Um, right now, Buffalo's team DVOA is ranked defense is ranked one. They are one against the pass, four against the rush. So it is a stout defense. New England's offense, meanwhile, is going to come in here at 11. And oddly enough, it's their uh, their pass, which isn't that bad. They're, it's at 11 right now. Even when Max Jones in there, he's had a, a solid year and has the New England passing offense very manageable at 11. Their rushing offense is obviously better. That's been the key focus of the team this year, and they come in at 9 in the league. So you have an offense that's not that not that bad. You know, I, I mean, you, you would think that they'd be worse because you heard about it all year. Oh, they're keeping Mac Jones. They're they're making sure he doesn't make mistakes. They rush the shit out of the ball, and that's their uh, their formula for success. But I mean, that formula success is is up there at eleven. Uh, but again, you're going okay. up against All a right. Buffalo defense that's number one in the league. All right, so six wins. Let's just get this on the table. Six six wins in a row. Okay. Yep. First win over a three and eight New York Jet team. Gotcha. S- second win. Against the Chargers, yeah, I, who who we just talked about, give it are, a good win. It's a good win, but it's it's they're they're five hundred right now. Sure, okay. So, so they're not you know killing it. The Panthers next game, crap. The Cleveland Browns, uh, they, were, are, they were banged up again. To give it to them, who are five hundred again? Yeah, that, that, that's been a good team. We've talked about Cleveland being a good team all year. I mean, they're they're a little banged up, and they're not as good as we thought they were. But uh, let's give them an okay win there. So you're like two they're two. okay. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that, that was terrible. And Tennessee with nobody. Sure. Um, yeah. So so two and two so, and four. If you want to break down the quality of that six game win streak. Yeah, I mean, they lost to the Cowboys, who are good, who are very good. They lost to the Bucks, who are very good. Both winnable they, games. Both winnable games, however. OT and one, and the other one could have went the other way. Okay. But they lost. Um, the the Saints, when the Saints had Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, and everybody when they were healthy and good. And they lost to the Dolphins, which was a, a they, they Harris fumbled on the one-yard line. They should have won that game. Okay. Well, what about the Bills? What about the Bills last? You have, you have the Bills schedule up here, there? Uh, yeah. So, what, the what's Bills, their last, like, the, four? The Bills are seven and four right now. 
They're seven and four, and, right? But a lot of those losses have come recently. Well, right in the past couple of weeks. Uh, well, they're in the past six weeks. They're three and three. So, and they right, only, only lost, got four. Then they only got four losses total. So that's what I'm saying, right? So yeah. Well, the Steelers in that first week. Do you remember that game? Uh no, I can't. Uh kind. Yeah, the Steelers should. You know, the Steelers were coming in, and everybody thought that was going to be a lock, right? They thought they, they thought the Bills were going to win that game. Outright. Yeah, smoke them. Yeah, right. smoke them. And, and then the Steelers, and, the Steelers played shitty after that, and then everybody's like, ah, oh, we kind of gassed in the Steelers. They're not that good. It was just a freak thing. It was a freak thing. But I'll just but, go backwards the past four weeks, right? So Colts, they who are good. Well, the Saints they won. Saints they won a, a, a completely banged up, awful Saints team. They demolished yep. on Thursday night on yep. Thanksgiving night, thirty-one six. Colts before that they lost forty-one fifteen. The Colts are Colts are pretty good. Forty-one fifteen. Okay, the week before that they beat a horrible Jets team. Yeah, so yeah, you're forty-five so, seven. So with that thought process, the Colts should beat the Jets eighty-one to to two. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just stating. I, you know, they kind of got blown out versus the Colts. Yes, they did blow out the Jets. But the week before that, they lost to the Jaguars for crying out loud. Bad. Yeah. No. No excuse. Uh, and then they beat the Dolphins, and then the week before that was the bye week, right? And I'm not going uh, previous before. Well, the bye they week. they lost to a good Titans team before the bye. Yeah, 30. that's week six. That's all the way. That, that's like the second week of October. You know, I'm not going back that far. Right. But you know, I mean, they lost to the Jaguars, they lost to the Colts, and you know, they beat up on a terrible Saints team, terrible Jets team. So I, I mean, it just hasn't been. I don't know. It's been feast or fathom, right? You know, a blowout win versus the Jets versus a blowout loss versus the Colts versus a blowout win versus the Saints. I mean, there's not a lot of consistency. Compare that against the Patriots. The Patriots have been a little more consistent. you got to give them that much. No, they're kind of the definition of boomer bust. The pa- the Pats? No, the Bills. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bills are like literally they should be in the – Dictionary next to Boomer Bus. That they're thirty-one fifteen, forty-one fifteen. <laughs> like right. it's so. Um, I don't know. I like I like the Bills, man. I at home. I we'll do it. Vegas seems to agree with me. I mean, Vegas they have them as three-point favorites. Um, yes, they are. They're three-point favorites here. I am actually taking the Patriots and. I'm locking it in as one of my best bets. So I've got my two two of my best bets here in the games that we talked about. Bengals at home, and now I'm taking the Patriots on the road. I think the pa- Patriots win this game outright. Uh, basically, yes, I do like the Bills. If these two teams were playing consistent and at their best football, I'd probably take the Bills. I am not here. I just think the Patriots right now uh, are just more focused in on what they need to get it done. And I think the Bills are now trying to battle a little bit of adversity here, figure out what are the things that are going wrong, how do we how do we fix that. Tredavious White, I think, is a big deal, uh, and I think that it might be something that uh, Belichick might be able to exploit. You know, you never know in, until you actually see it in action, but um, I, I think it might be a bigger deal uh, than we have talked about, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. Um, but I'm going with the Patriots here uh, on the road. So I I'm do get scared... I do get scared of the trifecta because it sharps money and tickets are all on it. So this could blow up in my face because trifectas kind of rarely come in nowadays. But uh, anyway, punt to you. You were saying the Bills. 
Yeah, Bills, this is also one of my super picks of the week. Uh, if sports, if Hard Rock was still available, I would be hammering the Bills in this. I just think this is set up. This is a disastrous setup for Bill Belichick. I I, I can't <laughs> stress that enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disastrous, disastrous setup for Bill Belichick. All right. I I just I think he's walking into the lines. Then I really. It's about do. to get all stupid up in here. And you can walking see what's going. Lines then. You could see what's going to happen when uh, Tuesday morning comes and the Bills smoked the Patriots, and everyone's like, "All right, so." So maybe the Patriots were beaten up on some pretty bad opponents at the time, and the Bills are back. And Alert. It's an I called that shit moment. There we go, Chris. Busy. Uh, Mo- morning after. Morning after, calling it right now. Water cooler talk. Tuesday morning water cooler talk. The, the first I called that shit moment is Chris saying that, you know, Patriots have beaten up on crappy teams. They're not good because the Bills blow them out of the water on Monday yeah. Night Football. So, all right. So, we're on opposite ends there. Uh, 41 and a half is the over-under. That is not a lot of points. I would probably lean under on this one. It is not one of my two picks, however. Yeah, I, I'd probably lean under, too. Yes, I, I would think so, especially if this game is supposed to be played in bad weather or whatever they were saying. So, All right, so we're on opposite ends there, and they're both. So, we've had two games and we're both locked in on opposite ends so two games two best bets and the brothers are on either side so uh those are the two games that we picked out to talk about in depth we will run down the rest of the slate now third down and game one will be uh part of our one o'clock slot here vikings in Detroit facing off against the Lions. Right now, the Vikings, a trifecta back. Sharps, tickets, money, all on the Vikings. 60% tickets and money pool uh, on Minnesota. But those flows have gone toward the Lions a lot so in terms of the tickets. So, Minnesota, Detroit, who do you got here? Minnesota. I, I have zero faith in Detroit, especially without their best player on the field. <laughs> Yeah, I am also taking Minnesota. Uh, I did not mention the over-under. It is 46.5 points, which I thought was kind of high because I, I can't see Detroit really putting points up in this game. But anyway, that's what it is, 46.5 I don't know what they're going to do without Swift. Swift was their whole team. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I The part that I don't understand is earlier in the week uh, I did these stats, I think, on Wednesday. And Wednesday or Thursday, and the Vikings were getting 77% of the tickets, and that has dropped all the way to 60. So, I mean, they've lost almost 20% of the ticket total on the Lions, which, I, you know, kind of blew my mind. But there you go. You know, then again, it, it's, the, it's the public, and the public has not been good this year. I think the tickets are actually in the cellar uh, on the overall standings. So that makes me kind of feel good. But, yes, I'm with you. I, Vikings here for me. You know, I have no faith in the Lions. And Dan Campbell, I, I love you. You know, you're, uh, you got a good heart and your team seems to like you. But, I mean, he's just not the coach. I'm sorry. He's not. He wasn't a coach when he took over for the Dolphins. He's not a <laughs> yeah, coach no. the Lions. He's, he's, I mean, a good story. He's just not a head coach. I'm sorry. No, I mean, he'll – isn't he – I don't know. Whatever. He's a former player, right? He played yeah, for Yeah, he played for the Giants and then he played I think Giants and then I think he played for the Cardinals before he Did he was come out. from did he come from Miami? UM? 
Dan Campbell? I don't know. I don't. I don't. No, I don't think so. I just remember. I just remember he was on the Giants because I, I, Kevin Ducey used to call him Dan Soup Campbell because his last name is Campbell. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so uh, injury report real quick. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he is out, obviously, the shoulder. Aaron Kendricks, Anthony Barr might be out. They're questionable. Uh, Kendricks, biceps, Anthony Barr, hamstring. As for the Lions, Swift out. Uh, their starting linebacker, Reeves Maven, he's also out. A uh, couple of questionables on their offensive line there, too. Matt Nelson, Penny Sewell, uh, both questionable uh, with various injuries. So uh, Lions, on top of being out, Swift and their starting linebacker have a couple of question rules on the offensive line again doesn't really add to the confidence of the Lions being able to stay in this one seven points still a lot but we're both taking Miami or Minnesota in that one and I just fumbled and almost talked said Miami speaking of Miami they're the next game up on the list Dolphins hosting the Giants Dolphins favored by six and a half in this one the Sharps are in on the Giants the tickets and the money are on the Dolphins although you've seen light flows of those to go toward New York as the week has gone on. Over-under in this one is a paltry 39.5 points. Obviously, injuries are the big factor here. Daniel Jones for the Giants is out with his neck injury. They have other people who are out as well. Caden Smith, who is one of their tight ends. Dory Jackson, who is their big cornerback signing. Uh, defensive lineman Trent Harris. And then you have Sterling Shepard and Darius Toney of the wide receiving core, who are doubtful with injuries. You do have John Ross looks like he's going to play, and Kyle Rudolph, who looks like he's going to play, but they are both banged up too. So you have a Giants team that is just decimated by injury. Dolphins really don't have much. Brandon Jones uh, uh, has an ankle-elbow injury. He had that last week too, but he played. So I, I don't know. I, as banged up as the Giants are, are, are the Dolphins worth six and a half points here at home? Oh, no. No, I don't it's think It's too so. many points, right? And it's 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 raining here, which we haven't had rain in weeks. Oh, thank God we got out of there yesterday. We got the best of the weather there. Oh yeah, you guys had the best week so far this year. Yeah, it was by f- far phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm in the Giants yeah. too. Six and a half points is just too many points for me. Mike Glennon stinks, but I, you know what have the dying the Dolphins done to warrant a six and a half point uh, favorite spread here? I, I'm sorry, it's just too many for me. I there's not much to say about this game. I don't as Tua's actually been playing pretty good. I mean, he's a good game manager. I guess they were calling him game manager, a game quarterback. You know, I don't know. I, I'm still not big on him, but you know, he's played okay in the past couple of weeks. So I can't shit on him when he's playing good. It's just not no, the quarterback. They're, for they're me. coming off of four straight wins: Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers. So three of them are pretty bad, but. Uh, one of them is decent. The Ravens are, are pretty good. Um, they've really dismantled the, the Ravens in that game. That was a weird game. The Ravens were coming off of three three wins. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I I just I don't think they'll probably win, but maybe by like a field goal. Yeah, it's just points. Too many. So we're both in on the Giants on that one. I take it. I don't want to speak for you, but I think you just said yeah, 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 yeah. Giants. Yep. Gotcha. We'll head to Atlanta next, where the Falcons are hosting the Bucks. We've got uh, our, what is it, I guess is our second home dog that we have talked about, because we talked about the Lions, who are a home dog, versus Minnesota. We have our second home dog here with the Falcons 
underdogs by 10.5 points versus the Buccaneers. The over-under in this one is 50.5. Right now, the money is in on the Falcons at 53%. The tickets are in on the Bucks at 56%. Those numbers have not really moved all week, and the Sharps have not taken a pick. So who are you going to take here for the Falcon-Bucks game? I'm going to take the Falcons. You're going to take the Falcons? I took the Falcons, too. Uh, 10.5 was just a lot of points for me. Uh, You know, I just, I don't know. I haven't seen the Buccaneers really blow out anybody uh, in the recent past here, so I'm not going to give them the 10.5 here. As bad as I think the Falcons are, I think they'll probably stick uh, with it here. You do have a significant injury for the Buccaneers. Jordan Whitehead, their safety is out for this game with a calf injury. Devin White, Jamal Dean, and Ali Marpet all were questionable, but they did uh, practice this week. But Whitehead is going to be out. I would be shocked if Devin White is – I watched that game last week. He looked horrible. I did not watch the game, so I do not know how he looked. But uh, he's still battling the quad injury here in this game. Yeah, he looked horrible. And I don't think – I don't know. I'm. This is one of the games that I actually use. Well, I don't know I, is what people don't want to hear on a gambling show, sir. Yeah, no, I'm saying I don't know in regards to how this game's really going to play out, but on the crazy side of things, I took the Falcons to win this outright. Oh, geez, yeah, no, I am not. That's uh, that's <laughs> not doing that. All right, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to you got to risk a little to make a little. Yeah, well, we talked about underdogs coming through on the money line. I just I'm not doing that with this game, but I, you know, so you're picking that team, and it sounds uh, listen, like you're going to throw if, them on your money line wager later on in the program. Yeah, if Tampa Bay crushes them, then I'm assuming Chris Godwin had a good game and, you know, I'll be happy. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I foresee. All right, that's too many I don't knows in one sentence. So we're out. We're going over through yeah, to the Texans-Colts game. So, I don't know, gets us to Houston, where the Texans are another home dog here. They are facing off against Indianapolis. The Colts are 10-point favorites here on the road. Right now, 80% of the tickets are in on Indianapolis, 95% of the money. The Sharps are therefore obviously going to lean on the Texans. Over under 44.5 points in regards to injuries. The Colts look like they got a couple questionables of note to force Buckner with his knee and foot injury, tight end Jack Doyle, and their safeties and Deho. Um, all questionable. As for the Texans, I, they probably have the bigger question marks because Brandon Cooks and David Johnson are both questionable for them, and they have basically played all year long. Cooks has played well, um, and it looks like they are questionable to play. So uh, I don't know. I, Ten points is a lot of points uh, for Houston here, but you know I've gone with Houston too many times to see ten points and say, oh, you know, they could play well. No, no screw that. Colts is where it's at. This is actually going to be my survivor pick. And I'm going to pick them uh, here to cover the 10 as well. Yes. Texans are not going to have David Johnson from what I read this morning. Is he now out from questionable to out? I believe – no, I I think that they just said they don't think he's going to play. And I believe Cooks is going to play. But that's not really going to matter. The Colts should should destroy them in this. I I picked them as – this is, the I think, the – what second biggest spread, third biggest spread of the week, but the Colts are just going to control the clock, run the ball. Uh, Texans just don't have it. Man. Yeah, they third just, biggest just, spread. 
Third biggest spread. Uh, Rams uh, Rams are number one. Bucks are number two. Colts are number three. Yeah, I just, they don't have it. The Texans don't have it this year. The Colts are trending in the right direction. Jonathan Taylor looks like the best running back in the league. Carson Wentz, he's fine. I mean, he'll he'll be able to you know hit the open guy, and Texans defense will make any quarterback look good. All right, so we're both in on Indianapolis there. We are going to go to Soldier Field for the third home dog in a row. Bears hosting the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be 7.5-point favorites here. 71% of the tickets are in on the Cardinals, 97% of the money. So, therefore, give the Sharps the Chicago over-under is 42.5 points. Cardinals are going to have Kyler Murray. It sounds like they're going to also have Hopkins, but Hopkins is going to be limited, so that's a very questionable play for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, But otherwise, as for the Bears and their injury report, uh, Akeem Nix, the defensive lineman, is out. Damian Williams, the running back, who played a little bit more previously, is out. Allen Robinson, Justin Fields are doubtful. So uh, Robinson, terrible year, just continues on as he's now banged up for multiple weeks in a row. Uh, I don't know. I I took the Cardinals in this one. Seven and a half points didn't scare me off. The Bears really stink. Yeah, the Bears really stink. I'm surprised that they chose this game to bring back Murray and uh, uh, Hopkins. They got to get him playing at some point. They got. I mean, they got to get him out in the field. It's been like I know, but it's this is on the road in Chicago. It's supposed to be raining and snowing. You know, it's just it's it sounds like a, a just a day nobody any, who's just coming back from an injury wants to play him. You it's know like a saying? scrimmage, though. They play him a little bit. If they get a lead, they can always pull him. Yeah, I guess you're right. Their defense is going to win this game anyway. So you're going Cardinals? Uh, yeah, uh, seven and a I half. Think I, it's a big. I think spread. I took. Yeah, I think I took the. I think I took the Bears because of the weather. Right, well, you got to uh, tell me. I don't know. I'm I, I'm sorry. I, I just clicked off for a second to read some fantasy news. Uh, I took Chicago plus seven and a half. So you're in on Chicago at seven and a half. I'm in the Cardinals. The final one o'clock game is Philadelphia in New York, New Jersey, actually, to face off against the Jets. This is yet another home dog. Fourth home dog in a row here. The Eagles favored by five and a half points now. Trifecta bet the Sharps tickets and money all in on the Eagles. The money heavy at 91%. And the tickets and the money have also come in uh, during the week on Philadelphia. So you've seen the flows come in toward the Eagles as the week has gone on here. Over under 43 and a half. The big news out of this game is on the injury front as Jalen Hurts will not play. So it is Gardner Minshew, who they traded for earlier in the year, that will be up to bat. Also, Jordan Howard, he is not going to come back from that knee injury this week. Boston Scott is going to play. He's got an illness. As for the Jets, Sheldon Rankins, the defensive lineman, he is out. Corey Davis is questioned will play with that groin injury, but he's been hurt now almost all year uh, after he had a good couple of games at the beginning of it. So who do you got here? Philly, New York. I'm going to take Philly anyway. I just don't think, I, you know, I Philly is one of those teams we keep talking about. The Jets are horrible. Philadelphia is, regardless of Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts, they, they have a lot of talent on that team. And New York's pretty bad. What are you, you know, what are you feeling? I'm taking, I'm taking the Eagles and I'm actually locking it in as one of my best bets. So yeah, I think, I think so too. I, they're, they're one of my best bets as well. Uh, wait for it. <laughs> I think that uh, 
I think uh, what's his name? The quarterback from uh, uh, Zach Wilson is is horrible. Yeah, he's not good. They, he's not good. And Philadelphia could have four interceptions before halftime, and then they're going to have to pull, put in Joe Flacco again. So I I think Philadelphia is going to crush him. I think five and a half is pretty gracious. Yeah, well, it was higher earlier in the week, obviously, before the injury. I think it was at seven. Uh, I think it was at a flat seven early, and that's come down a point and a half, obviously, because of that injury. But regardless, it didn't stop the two of us from locking in one of our best bets, both on the Eagles. And that'll bring us to the 4 o'clock games. Rams-Jaguars in Los Angeles is where we start off the 4 o'clock slate. Rams right now are 13-point favorites. The over-under in this is 48 points. Sharps in on the Jaguars. Why? Well, because the tickets and money are all over the Rams. 72% of the tickets, 89% of the money. And you've seen pros Joe's action in this one. As the tickets have gone toward Jacksonville, the money has come in on the Rams. So 13 enough. 13 points, too, too many points here for you, Chris, or what? I took the Rams I, I, at home. I did, as did I. I. I took the Rams, too, the 13. I didn't care. It's so many, but this could I could see this being like a 41-14 game. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Jaguars, left coast. Rams, even though I, you know, it sounds like Odell Beckham is not going to play in this one, or it sounds like he's going to play, but he's like barely going to play. Uh, like they're using him as a decoy. Yeah, injury report: Odell Beckham, Daryl Henderson, the two starters of note that are questionable: Henderson thigh, Beckham with a hip injury that I guess he suffered late in the game late last week. So those are the two people that uh, you know they'll, they'll contribute. We just don't know how much. As for the Jaguars, Shaquille Griffin is out yet again with a concussion. I think that's the second week in a row for that injury. James Robinson continues to battle his heel-knee injury. He is questionable. So, I don't know. Regardless of Beckham playing or not playing, Henderson playing or not playing, I, you know, I, I think the Rams... They still haven't figured out how to use Beckham, so him being questionable to me isn't really an impact. I just don't don't see Jack Jacksonville being able to stay competitive in this game. With Sony Michelle as a backup running back as well, yeah, it's fine. Not not really worried about that running game. They're they're not gonna. They wouldn't play these starters past the the, sec, the, the third quarter anyway. Yeah, this is another game kind of like Chicago that if they open it up, they could probably just bench people anyway and and give them some rest. Uh, it, it will be a good get-right game for Stafford if he can get some his shit together here because uh, you know he's got to. Yeah, start he's going to need it for the down, for the long haul. They have to start performing at a, a good clip here if they're going to get some kind of momentum going into the postseason because they looked uh, you know like world beaters early and now they they look like they're completely middle of the road team which is not where you want to be here in week thirteen. So the. Your Raiders are will be the next game that we talk about. The Las Vegas Raiders will be hosting the Washington football team. The Raiders will take a one-and-a-half-point uh, favorite into the 4 o'clock kickoff. They are currently 48 points. Is the They, they are? That doesn't make sense. The over-under is currently 48 points. Tickets, money in on the Raiders, 70-60%. Respectively, Sharps are in on the Washington football team. Uh, both the flows of the tickets and the money have gone toward the Washington football team as a week's gone on. So here you go. You're Raiders. What are you doing? I, I, I can't win or lose with these guys. I'm, I'm sure I'll take the Raiders, right? And then Washington's going to beat them by three touchdowns. And then people are going to say, oh, well, the Raiders uh, are terrible again. And then I'll go to work this week and everyone will talk about how the Raiders are horrible. And then they'll beat the Chiefs next week. 
and I'd be like, Raiders are pretty good. Ra- Ra- Raiders, yeah, Raiders got something going for them. I'm not talking about the Raiders anymore in terms of good or bad. I, you know, I, I mean, the team is it is what it is. I, they, they play sometimes. These two teams are like equal, which is probably why it's a one and a half point spread, right? Washington's yeah. no good. The Raiders are no good. The Raiders have had some good games earlier in the year. Washington's won a couple of good games here late, as of late. Uh, injury report, Carl Nassib, he's out with a knee injury. Waller is out with his back injury. Josh Jacobs and Deshaun Jackson are both questionable for the Raiders. As for the Washington football team, they're going to be out. A couple of starters, Landon Collins, who is a, a big player for them in the secondary, and McKissick, who, I mean, he, he looks fantastic when he plays. He, I think he looks like the better of the two backs. He is actually out in this game with a concussion. You also have some injuries on the offensive line. Flowers and Larson are both questionable. Curtis Samuel, he I mean, he just came back from injury, and he's questionable. Ricky Seals-Jones, also questionable. But I think all four of those have a chance to play. Um, I don't know. Does any of that impact uh, the, the team you want to take here? No, I'm going to take the Raiders regardless at home. Yeah, I am too, and it's one of my locks, oddly enough, because I, you know, the Washington football team. I'm sorry, I, I just, I can't believe this little streak that they're on here, and now they got to go on the road, and I, you're giving me the home team plus one and a half points is the only thing that they got to do. I, I'm gonna give it to the Raiders here. Now watch me get smoked. 49ers Seahawks is the next game up. This game will be played in Seattle. Uh, right now, home dog again. 49ers favored by three in this one. 45 and a half is the over under. 78% of the tickets on the 49ers, 96% of the money in on San Francisco. I pick San Francisco. I, I think I'm going to go with Seattle. I, 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 I don't know. Why? I, I wanted I, I, to. I really wanted to. I, I wanted to. It's The problem is that I went with Seattle so many times here, and they just screwed me. They have yeah, not looked I good have, at all. I just have such a hard time betting against Seattle when they're home. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing that Seattle will not have any running backs, which doesn't matter because they, they their running backs have been crap since Carson went out. They just yeah, signed Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson and they're going to play him. But that's because Collins, Alex Collins, Rashad Penny, Travis Homer, all questionable with various injuries. 49ers have the more significant injuries because Dre Greenlaw, the linebacker, is out with a groin injury. Debo Samuel, who has been a huge offensive piece of their puzzle this year, he is out with a groin injury. Trey Sermon, who they drafted, uh, doesn't make any sense because they drafted him and they never played him. Uh, He tried to play in a little bit of spot duty as they battled some injuries uh, in recent weeks, but he's out with an ankle injury. It didn't matter. He didn't do shit anyway. Fred Warner's probably, next to Debo Samuel, the the, the biggest player for the 49ers that is on the injury report. He's doubtful with a hamstring injury. Yeah, that's part of the reason you, you like Seattle, right? They don't have yeah, to go Samuel. Sa- San Francisco's losing their pieces here, yeah. Right, right, right. So that that's that's the reason I kind of like Seattle more than anything. But I could see San Francisco and San Francisco a pretty hot team. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, the injuries are the injuries are pr- pretty big for San Francisco. Yeah, they're huge. Fred Warner is is not as good in fantasy as he is in good in real life, but uh, you know Drake Greenlaw's out, so they're they're missing two of their three starting linebackers. They're missing their number one wide receiver. Well, what you would consider him wide receiver or running back? I mean, he's he's averaging like eighty yards a game rushing. Yeah, I, I, you said enough. You, you flipped me. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with the Seattle. I, I was yeah. going to go with the 49ers. Now I'm going Seattle. Seattle's good. 
All right. So then the final 4 o'clock game is the Steelers playing host to the Ravens. Yet another home dog. There's eight of these home dogs this week. So the Steelers wow. right now, underdogs by 4.5 points. The Ravens have 58% of the tickets, 91% of the money. So the Joes, I mean the pros, all over the Ravens here. Uh, not as much as the Joes. You've also seen a split of the flows. Tickets have come in on the Steelers. The money has come in on the Ravens uh, there at the 4.5 point spread uh, spot. 44.5 is the over-under. Who are you taking here? Why would you ever bet the Steelers ever again? I didn't. I picked the Ravens. You know, I'm so, to the world. Why would anybody ever bet the Steelers? Big Ben saying it's his last year. Go figure. You know, you knew that was going to come. He's playing so bad. Yeah, he just looks old. I mean, he's the same age as uh, Rodgers, right? Uh, well, no, he's older than Rodgers. He came in on the Eli Manning draft. Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm sorry, just retired. Uh, uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah, that was their whole thing. I, I he's old as shit. Huh. The only person older than him is uh, <laughs> is Tom Brady, and they're completely different quarterbacks right now. But I, it doesn't matter. So both of us are in on the Ravens on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so we're both going to be in on the Ravens for that game. And that means that the last game that we talked about, I have to talk about because we talked about the Monday night football game, is going to be the Sunday night football game, where we will see the Kansas City Chiefs face off against the Denver Broncos. We mentioned this game earlier because it's kind of big for the AFC battle. Chiefs right now are favored by nine and a half points at home. The Sharps are in on the Chiefs. The money is in on the Chiefs at 54%. The tickets are on the Broncos at 61%. And oddly enough, the money has gone toward the Broncos, but the tickets have come in toward the Chiefs. So you have all the money flows going all over the place for this Sunday night football game, and I imagine that will continue to change as the day goes on. Uh, nine and a half points. Kansas City at home. Have they returned to form here, sir? Teddy covers. Teddy covers. No, he's going with the Broncos. I we talked about this. This is your your. It's Teddy covers versus the team who doesn't cover ever. Yes, ever. they never do. So let's that's be all you honest. gotta say let's, about that. Let's let's be honest here. Well, I I'm not gonna talk about the Chiefs. I'm not gonna uh, uh, nothing. There's zero interest in betting the Chiefs ever again. And much like Forrest Gump, that's all he's got to say about that. So <laughs> I am actually taking the Chiefs, and uh, I didn't mean to hit that. I meant to hit that because I am locking it in as one of my best bets here. Uh, I I think the Chiefs have returned to form here. Melvin Gordon out for the Broncos doesn't really scare me. Teddy Covers does uh, do that. He covers. But you know what? You're giving me the, the 10 points. I, I think that the Chiefs are, are returning back to form here. I think they got a lot of things going their way, and I think they can cover the 9.5. And much like Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that. So, with that, I guess we are down to our fourth and final down. Fourth down. Which will be our gambling bets. So, we have gone through uh, the slate. We have identified our super bets. But why don't we run down them real quick here. I will give you mine. I ended up taking the Bengals. I took the Eagles. The Raiders 
the Chiefs, and the Patriots. Those were mine. So, Christopher, what were yours? Uh, Chargers. Chargers. Gi- Giants. Yep. Eagles. Philly. Ravens. Boo on the Steelers. And the Bills. And we are on opposite sides there because I like New England and you are all over Buffalo in what should be a great Monday night game, but sounds like it's going to be played in terrible weather. So the next up is the over-unders. I am taking these two. I am taking the Ram-Jacksonville under. They're at 48 points there. I don't know if they're going to get up to that. I haven't seen enough out of either team to think that they're going to be able to put points up. And then Vegas-Washington football team. They're also at 48 points, and I think that could be a mess with some of the pieces that they're both missing. So I'm going to take the under on both those games. They're both 48 points. So kick to you, and which two games are you picking? Like I discussed earlier, I'm going to take the Chargers and the Bengals over 50. Okay. And then I'm going to take the Giants and the Dolphins over 39 and a half. Wow, I almost took the under in that game. I just didn't think there was going to be a lot of offense. But you're going to take the over. It's it, it's not a lot of points. It's nothing. It's I mean, like, 39 and a half points is, is absolutely nothing. I just, these teams are pretty bad both sides of the ball, I think it's going to be a, a pretty... I, I just think there's going to be no defense. Alright, so I, I mean, I was going to go the other way just because I didn't think there was going to be any offense, but the argument is the same on the other side of the ball. Right. So, uh, Survivor Knockout, I am take, I've been terrible with these. I, I've almost just given up even picking them because even you know this far down, I, I can't pick any of what I've got left. Survivor, I'm going Indianapolis. Knockout, I'm going Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks as my survivor. Oh, you still have them? I think so, yeah. I, I, I couldn't find them, but... You did tell me I, you're picking Atlanta as a money line bet, but I mean betting and, and Survivor is different. Right, betting and Survivor, two totally different <laughs> Yeah, completely. Uh, and then my knockout, I'm going to go 49ers. 49ers. Okay. Uh, and that leaves us... With our bets, I will just fire them off. I am no good at any of this. I've had a terrible week. I lost last week as well. Uh, I think as did you. I am taking the Patriots money line and the Chiefs nine and a half in a parlay. I like the Pats to win there on the road and then give me the Chiefs in the nine and a half, even though they never cover. I'm just a glutton for punishment, as I say, week after week. I am also going to do a tease. I am doing Kansas City, Minnesota, Arizona. I'm teasing them all down. So I'm getting Kansas City three and a half, Minnesota one, Arizona one and a half, putting a hundred on both of those. So to you, sir. I like that. Uh, all right, so I'm going to do, right off the rip, $100 to win on Baltimore. 100 to win on Baltimore. I, I, I four points. I The Steelers are garbage. Okay. Uh, all right, so my parlays, I'm going to do a Moneyline parlay with the Chargers. Yep. The Falcons. Yep. And the Eagles. Taking Philly. Good, okay. And that's 50 to win 830. Yep. Big money. I'm going to take all those, add them with the Colts, and I'm going to do a six point tease, four teams, $100 to win 360. So that's the Eagles, the Chargers, the Falcons, and the Colts. Okay. In a tease, 100 to win 360. And then I'm going to do a mixture, a four pick parlay. 
with some money line and some spread. So I'm going to do the Rams money line. Yeah. The Ravens spread. Okay. The Seahawks money line. Yeah, it makes sense. We just talked about it. And the Chiefs money line. You just want the win. Yep. And that's going to be 100 to win 700. Wow. Rams in Kansas City just win. Seattle wins, which we talked about. And then the Ravens cover. Yep. Wow. That's actually not bad. I like that. I actually like that a lot. All right. So 100 to win 700 on that one. Yep. So you've thrown out uh, two, three fifty there. Where are you at on the year and your money roll? Because the bankroll, because you've been better than I have. I think I'm down yeah. So 500. I was at, I was at thirty four seventy five going into last week. I bet you said thirty two hundred. So minus this three fifty, I'm still up twenty, still at like twenty eight fifty. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's something like that. Well, I got to do the math. But anyway, okay. So you're at uh, around 3,200. You're putting 350 on the line this week. Okay. So that's where we are right now. It's about 11 o'clock. So all the best to everybody on their Sundays. Chris, it was great seeing you on vacation. Enjoy your Sunday here. Hope the wifey's feeling better. Give all of our love to CJ. I am out. Uh, wife and I are taking off with the kids. I think we're doing some church, some late night church before we get into the 1 o'clock action. Go figure. We're trying to fit everything in. So enjoy. I'll talk to you later on. All right. Adios. All right. Peace. And we out.